1: This is Metroscope, an Enercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Susanna Morgan. She's been the chief executive officer since November of 2012. Prior to joining Oregon Food Bank, Susanna led the fight against hunger in Alaska for more than a decade as executive director of Food Bank Alaska. Under Susanna's leadership, Oregon Food Bank has implemented a bold strategic plan that addresses both the need for nutritious food today and for long-term solutions to hunger. Early successes include a focus on the distribution of fresh produce, a growing connection between hunger and health, the expansion of nutrition education throughout Oregon, and growing capacity to organize communities to advocate for systemic change. Susanna is also an active leader in the National Network of Food Banks, Feeding America, and currently serves on the National Council. What do you not do, Susanna? At this point, it seems like you do it all. Sleep. Sleep. Not
0: much time for sleep.
1: <laughs> well, it's good, to, it's good to have you today. How's everything
0: going? Well, things are great, thank you. This is uh, the holiday time, Thanksgiving time, which of course gives us all an extra focus on making sure no one is hungry. It sucks to be hungry any day, but it particularly sucks when you know that your
1: neighbors are celebrating. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's kind of a chaotic time for you this time of year around the offices, etc.,
0: it is a little bit exciting, yes.
1: So uh, let's dive into Oregon Food Bank and what it's all about and what role they play in the community. Let's just kind of start at the uh, ground level for folks who are listening and want to know what you guys are all about. Yeah. So um, the
0: the concept behind food banking is that on the one hand, we have a food industry that has edible Surplus food that can't be sold. And on the other hand, we have 750,000 people experiencing hunger. And so food banks exist to put them together. We collect tens of millions of thousands of pounds of food um, at, from growers and manufacturers and retailers and the general public. And we get that food through a system of regional food banks and partner agencies and food pantries and soup kitchens out to the hundreds of thousands of people experiencing hunger. So that is a functionally, our role is to be this logistical conduit for uh, food. And we've been doing that for 35 years. And we've started to realize, hey, this is great. We're actually starting to get on, um, close to getting enough food out to everyone. But the day we hit the our mark, the day in which everyone is fed, We'll have to do it again the next day and the day after that. And so we're also asking ourselves the tough questions about how do we actually get at the root causes of hunger? How do we change the rules of society so that no one ends up hungry? how do we put ourselves out of business? So it's a small problem, a nice, cheerful one for the holidays, but that's what we do.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and just if you could, what is the scope of hunger in Oregon right now? And just if you have any numbers you want to throw out or just kind of what would be a good way to give people an idea of, of what folks are going through in, in our state to kind of localize it?
0: Yeah. So we estimate that about um, three quarters of a million people are hungry uh, and ask for food assistance in Oregon and Southwest Washington. That's about one in five of our neighbors that is um, experiencing hunger to the point that they are asking for help. Uh, And um, we... But we have good news on that front. That's, that's huge. That number is huge. We would, um, If that were a disease, we would call it an epidemic. But the good news is, is that it actually, for the first time in my 22 years in food banking, it's going down. Uh, this extended um, economic growth period that we have had uh, in Oregon and in the greater Portland area is finally leaving us to, to bend the curve and for hunger to, to be going down. So our, our most important question that we're asking ourselves now is, how do we keep that up? How do we keep driving hunger out of our communities? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's definitely good to hear. But at the same time, obviously, uh, you know, I can imagine that you would never be satisfied on the business end until there's, you know, no either, you know, no one left hungry, and also you want to make sure that that number continues to decrease. Tell us a little bit about the people that you serve uh, and the people who are experiencing hunger in our state, as well as Southwest Washington, and just what those people are like.
0: Yeah. People who are experiencing hunger are just like you and me with a set of circumstances that have been tweaked for the worse. Um, uh, The biggest majority of people who are experiencing hunger are working, have someone in the household who is working, um, are kids and are seniors. And uh, something has has not worked in their lives. They've lost their job. Their um, uh, income just isn't sufficient to cover the basic cost of living. As you can imagine, housing is just insane. Um, The price of housing is just insane. Um, They're living on a fixed pension and other prices, particularly housing, keep going up. Uh, So we are... Um, uh, when you look around, um, so go imagine yourself in the grocery store and imagine yourself looking around. A number of those folks who will be around you on any given day are people who are f- trying to figure out how they're going to pay their grocery bill today. Um, and if you aren't one of them, if your listeners aren't one of them, then just imagine um, losing your job, having a car accident, having a big health issue. You, all of us, are really only one unfortunate occurrence away from hunger if we're not currently there right now. So this is not us and them. This is all us. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to kind of clarify that divide. I think that was well done by you. Um, if someone needs food assistance, how, how can they find it? What can they uh, do to get on board with your program? Oh.
0: Oh, yeah. We have 1,200 food pantries, soup kitchens, senior centers, after-school programs, um, uh, shelters all across the state. Every community of size across the state has a food assistance uh, site available to help folks. And you can find it on um, the OregonFoodBank.org website. There is a Need Help button. You click on it, and it will give you uh, allow you to put in your zip code, and you just go there. And uh, by zip code, it will show you what's around your area. Yeah, we update that all the time to make sure it's current or if you prefer to uh, uh, make a phone call two one one operates statewide they're connected into our database so you just punch in two one on your mobile phone and they'll help um, guide you to the nearest food assistance site what keeps me up at night is worrying that there are neighbors out there who need help but haven't asked for it so if you listening to this and you need help, please ask. We want to help you. And we know that when you're back on your feet, you're going to help someone else. Mm-hmm.
1: This is Susanna Morgan, CEO of Oregon Food Bank. And I've been on your guys's website, a bunch OregonFoodBank.org, just to kind of look around. And you have a, a bunch of different programs going. I mean, people can volunteer uh, either seasonally or really whenever they can donate. Uh, just what are some of the programs that you guys have going? Would you like to elaborate on those?
0: Yeah. So in addition to providing um, the flow of food through uh, Oregon Food Bank to every corner of our state and southwest Washington, we also offer cooking, nutrition, and um, grocery shopping on a budget classes for folks who could use some additional skills. We offer gardening on a budget classes, for again, for folks who would like to cultivate their own food. We're finding that those gardening classes are particularly effective with um, immigrant communities, in large part because Immigrant communities um, have mad gardening skills. They gardened in Russia or Somalia or Bangladesh, where their home countries were, and they just need to understand how to do it in urban conditions, and they become much more self-sufficient. So we offer those gardening skills um, as well. We have a huge volunteer program at our facilities here in northeast Portland and in Beaverton. 40,000 people come through and volunteer. That's larger than the entire population of Lake Oswego. Um, Just wrap your heads around that. Um, And we love to have folks um, come in and volunteer, partly because we need the help to sort the food um, and partly because if you've been inside our building volunteering, you understand the scope and scale of the hunger problem. What we don't need for your listeners, is for them to volunteer between now and December 31st. We're going to find ourselves swamped with folks volunteering. We're going to really need your help in January and February. So, so make yourself a promise now, or get online now. You can sign up for January and February shifts right now, um, and and help us keep the food flowing after the holidays.
1: Okay, so that's a listen uh, and kind of a deep dive into how you can volunteer. And again, OregonFoodBank.com, also or .org, pardon me, OregonFoodBank.org has all of this information about different ways you can give, a little bit about their work, hunger in Oregon, numbers, things like that. Um, maybe just to dive back into uh, the folks who, who need help who might be listening out there so they can go on to the website um, and then come in, but um, just how does, how does the whole process work? Uh, I mean, as far as how you kind of, I don't know if you en- enlist in uh, as- asking for uh, assistance when it comes to getting food, or could you just kind of describe a little bit more in depth how, how that whole whole thing works
0: sure I, there are so many sites for getting food assistance and each each site has um Uh, is run by a separate set of volunteers and a um, a separate uh, 501c3 nonprofit. So there are are different standards um, and and processes at each of these sites, because as you can imagine, it is a huge community web. That said, um, every site uh, ought to be welcoming, ought to be able to um, provide services in more than just English, have um, translation services available. Every site ought to have the opportunity for people to be able to choose foods that meet their, um, uh, uh, their cultural needs, what you know how to, to cook, what you have in your pantry already um, uh, so we, uh, we work across this network of 1200 food pantries and soup kitchens to make sure that we are as, as centered on the um, experience of people experiencing hunger so that they feel uh, anyone who is experiencing hunger at the moment feels welcome and um, uh, heard and that they have an opportunity to participate in getting the nutrition they need for themselves and their families.
1: Okay. And then Oregon Food Bank's work is sometimes described as food today, food tomorrow, and food for all. Can you explain that phrase?
0: Yeah. As I was mentioning earlier, uh, Oregon Food Bank is both – Working on this massive, um, uh, multi-million-pound food distribution, and working on trying to put ourselves out of business. It's this this constant question of how do, how do we balance the making sure no one is missing meal today, with also not not in, um, uh, uh, not enabling a system that allows people to to end up hungry um, in the first place. And so when we think of uh, food. Today, Food Tomorrow, Food for All. Food Today is the actual distribution of food through this network um, uh, of 1,200 food pantries and soup kitchens across the state and our 21 regional food bank partners. Food Tomorrow is how do we work with individuals and families who are currently needing food assistance to give them additional skills and resilience, and that is our gardening education and our cooking education classes. And Food for All is how do we change the systems or the rules of the game so that no one ends up hungry in the first place. And we do that through public policy work. So, for instance, we spend a lot of time working on affordable housing because we know that people are ending up in food pantry lines because they can't afford rent and food, that that becomes a pressing um, issue. We've spent time working on access to affordable health care because we know that a medical crisis is one of the primary reasons someone ends up in a food pantry line. So working upstream, if you will, um, saying, why are you here? Oh, you're here because of this hey, how can we do prevention work so that in the future, fewer people will end up here through public policy work and through community organizing. We don't always have to wait for our elected officials to solve our problems. Communities can come together and build a garden or fix a bridge so that farmers can get their food to market or rally around their rural grocery store so that that um, hub of the community is saved. So we've got these different strategies to, to, to work on the root causes of hunger so that maybe in 20 or 30 or 50 years, Oregon Food Bank won't have to exist.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you were kind of getting to it there a little bit, but just as far as what makes Oregon Food Bank's work unique and innovative, can you just speak to that a little bit more about kind of your operations and uh, what makes you guys unique and hopefully uh, kind of a- efficient in, in helping the cause that you're trying to get done?
0: Yeah, so I'm a 22-year food banker, um, and before I came to Oregon six years ago, I ran the Food Bank of Alaska for almost 12 years. And you you can imagine, um, food assistance in Alaska is a different thing. For one thing, there are very few roads, um, Mm. and so you're doing a lot of food distribution by (laughs) airplane. um, And I think I'm the only food banker who's had to shut down a food assistance site because the polar bears came in off the ice. Oh, wow. So anyway. um, (laughs) They were looking for Uh, food. They were right, exactly. Um, uh, I, um, I was drawn to Oregon Food Bank for, for two really unique reasons, and then there have been a couple things since then that have been really innovative. So, so what drew me to Oregon Food Bank uh, six years ago was the fact that we say that we're working on the root causes of hunger right there in our mission statement. The fact that we are both doing the hard work of trying to get food to people today and we're doing the intellectually hard work and sort of social engineering work Of trying to figure out how to put ourselves out of business. It's not either or, it's both and. That's pretty unique in the food banking world to say we're about both of those things. So I find that fascinating um, uh, and incredibly satisfying to be working on such a a deep uh, set of challenges. Mm -hmm. And then – The other reason I came to Oregon Food Bank was our network, this network of 21 regional food banks and 1,200 food pantries that cross the entire state that work collaboratively together. We get together with our regional food banks quarterly, and we make decisions together, and we spread best practices together, and we can speak as a single voice. That is, there is no other state in the country that has that level of unity Um, uh, in this work Uh, and so there I am in Alaska going okay well I can spend the next 20 years in Alaska building that or I can go to Oregon where they've built that level of collaboration and unity and I can see where that can take us. Mm -hmm. So those are both two things that are really unique to Oregon and then since I've been here there are a couple other things that have just really come to the forefront as um, truly unique. One is this connection to healthcare. Uh, We have just come to realize um, deep in our bones that people can't be healthy if they aren't eating nutritious food. You'd think this would be obvious. We certainly know this as parents. Um, but, But really seeing hunger as fundamentally a public health issue and taking that to the healthcare system and saying, won't you partner with us? Won't you be part of the solution to hunger? Because until we solve hunger, we're never going to get everybody... Into a place of well-being, and we now have 350 health clinics across the state that are screening people for for hunger and providing some kind of local, customized intervention for hunger. That is incredibly unique, um, and and it's a step, uh, and it feels like it's it's going to become a trampoline, and we will we will see that connection to to healthcare um, move us forward. So that is another big thing. And then the last thing I would mention would be um, client-centered decision-making. We have really come to realize that if we are going to end hunger, we have to have people who are currently or recently experienced hunger leading the charge their voices need to be affecting our design of what programming we're going to do they need to be affecting the implementation they need to be speaking to decision makers and our elected officials that we need to have well-meaning middle-class people like me step back and say no it is the people who's who's experience is real and authentic and current that need to be in the center of this work. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited about leaning into that shift in leadership to Mm -hmm. people experiencing hunger.
1: Mm -hmm. So multiple decades of experience in the hunger relief uh, industry, if you will, for you. That was all really good insight. Could you kind of compare where hunger was when you first started and to where it is now. And maybe since you've been in Oregon, uh, what's kind of surprised you the most over the past six years? Yeah.
0: So in my 22 years of food banking, this year is the very first year that hunger is actually going down. So 21 years, I've seen hunger go up, stabilize, go up again. And this is the first time I've actually seen us turn the corner. So this is giving me enormous hope uh, for the future. That said, we, it's going down, but it's still not to pre-recession levels. So it's still higher than the 2000 level of hunger in Oregon. Um, so can we get back to where we were mm-hmm. before the Great Recession hit? Then I will really be um, doing a happy dance. Yeah. Um, so so uh, um, what I would say is – is really unique about fighting hunger in Oregon, about what the conditions are different, partly about what I was saying about the the unity of purpose, this collaborative network that's been built around Oregon, is absolutely unique and, and gives me incredible hope. But the other thing I would say is that we grow a heck of a lot of food here in Oregon. We grow 200 commercial food crops here in Oregon. We literally have enough food grown in Oregon soil to feed Everyone, hmm. and so we don't have a supply problem in Alaska. We didn't grow enough food. We just, didn't, mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, kind of, kind of tough given but, the climate up there. Yeah, <laughs> but there wasn't enough crops in Oregon. We have enough food, and so we've got to figure out the connection between the supply of food and the the people who need it. And that is a problem that can be solved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it gives me enormous hope and energy and excitement that in my career we will get to this place where we actually have no one going
1: to bed hungry. Uh Yeah, no, I I think that uh, that's important for people to hear because I I know just before you even said that, I I thought, all right, I didn't even know either way. Do we have enough food or do we not in the state of Oregon? But it's good to hear uh, that we do. And the problem is just about kind of the supply chain there. Um, I would imagine That maybe what you're most proud of is the fact that hunger's going down this year during your uh, time serving in the in the and working in the hunger relief industry. But uh, yeah, what are you most proud of over your 22 years of experience here?
0: Oh yeah, well I'm definitely most proud that we're turning um, the curve, and while I give a lot of the credit to the Continued economic growth. I think that our our collaboration with uh, um, communities across the state is, is part of that. Mm-hmm. I also I'm I'm proud that we we don't shy away from the hard questions. I, I often feel like we we set ourselves um, uh, we human beings um, uh, ask ask ourselves questions to which we can see an answer, um, and um, so that we can be successful. And I, I'm just so proud of us at Oregon Food Bank that we have, we've set ourselves on the big question, the big question of why are people hungry in the first place and how can we chip away at doing that? And I, to use Martin Luther King's phrase, I don't see the whole staircase. I don't know how we are going to eliminate poverty, and Mm -hmm. racism, and um, all of the root causes. But I know it's the right question. And I know as long as we keep chipping away at that question, we will make progress.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's a really good point. I was going to ask you, I mean, is it possible to end hunger? It is one of those... uh long questions that we always kind of come back to, and there's a million different ways to maybe attempt to solve it, and, and the same can be said with other problems that society is facing, like you mentioned, uh, education, healthcare, care, uh, racism, things along those lines. But, yeah, I mean, do you think it is possible to end hunger completely?
0: I do. I absolutely think it's possible. I honestly don't think it will happen in my lifetime. Um, I think it will take a couple generations, but I... I have to believe um that human beings are essentially good Mm -hmm. that we essentially want to build communities that work for everyone we don't agree on the ways and we (laughs) we have lots of different challenges around the tactics but i think we all agree on the goal Mm -hmm. and i believe we're going to get
1: there that's awesome to hear all right giving tuesday's coming up november 27th um This is part of the reason we wanted to have you on. Uh, So a simple donation of $25 provides an equivalent of 75 meals. Tell us a little bit about that. How does Oregon Food Bank make that money uh, stretch so far?
0: Well, we were talking a little bit earlier about how much food we grow here in Oregon. um, And Oregon Food Bank has access to the excess food that is grown, that is not saleable. So it's the potatoes that are too big, too small, the ones that look like Richard Nixon. The, f- the funny-looking um, produce that can't be sold is um, is left in a field or in a warehouse, and we have access to it, and we just need trucks to go and get it um, and pick it up and, and bags to get it into quantities that can get out to families. And so it, we can get it for cents on the dollar to get that Oregon-grown food to people, which is why we can do three meals for a dollar because we have access to the source of food that you and I in the grocery stores don't have access to, um, but that is out there in a Abundance um, uh, for our folks. And so yes, absolutely, if we can ask our community to please just step up with a $5, $10, $25 donation on Giving Tuesday, we can do so much with it. And with it, we can support our agricultural community, and we can support our people who are experiencing hunger in the house next door to you, right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And again, Giving Tuesday is the Global Day of Giving. It occurs this year on November 27th. It's held annually on the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and it's the widely recognized uh, by the widely recognized shopping events, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. It'll kick off the holiday giving season. People can give back to the Oregon Food Bank on Giving Tuesday. Uh, every donation, $25, provides 75 nutritious meals to families, seniors, and veterans, and everyone else who's in need. Donate at OregonFoodBank.org slash Tuesday. All right, uh, Susanna, is there anything else we should go over? Do you want to clarify how, how people can donate, or do you think we're good? I think we
0: are good. Okay. Did I miss anything you wanted me to touch on?
1: I don't think so. I think you hit it out of the park. OregonFoodBank.org is where you can donate. Susanna, thanks so much for coming on.
0: Thank you so much.
1: We were talking today with Susanna Morgan, CEO of Oregon Food Bank. Metroscope is an intercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit metroscopepdx.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.